Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're just getting rolling. And as for those of you who are watching on YouTube, uh, you can see I'm in the LA studios today. Um, I actually like it when we're here only because I have the microphone high enough that it hides like chins two, three, and four for me without this microphone being right in front of my face. Grow a beard. Well, and that's probably a good idea if I could, but I'm not mad. I did to grow a beard. I know, but I don't, ago. I don't have the, I don't have the manhood to grow a beard. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I do uh, want to tell everybody we have a great, great show coming up. Wow. The Raiders firing their coach and GM. Holy shit, man. Like crazy story. We'll get there coming up in just a matter of moments. Real quick. Let's talk about seven mile casino this upcoming Sunday. We will be at Seven Mile Casino. At least Browner and I will be. Miss Molly, Tommy Tommy, Lil Cappy, Crypto Ray. I mean, people are coming from L.A. People are coming from San Diego. People are coming from the Chatlands. They're coming from the Circle of Trust. They're coming from both audiences, man. And it's going to be cool. Sunday, we're watching football. Just great friends hanging out. We're watching football at Seven Mile Casino. SevenMileCasino.com and right here. Click that QR code for Seven Mile Casino. Uh, let me talk to you about prize picks. I told this story the other day that in the LA cap world, okay, when you got this big audience of an ESPN radio station in LA, we are the number one prize picks endorsement team in the country. They spend millions of dollars on literally hundreds of radio stations with thousands of talk show hosts all over the country. And we have more signups than anybody, which is why. They said, let's use the San Diego audience too. So we do something different in San Diego. We're giving you that QR code for those of you that are watching. We're giving all the listeners prizepicks.com slash great friends. It's the same offer. They'll match your deposit 100% up to $100. And now not only do we have all these LA people playing, but now we got all kinds of San Diego people playing. To my boy, JD, congratulations, man. You're out there killing it. I love it when you send me your prize picks receipts and you show me how much you're winning. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. And to all of the great friends, I ask you to please sign up and, and have fun with this game. We're doing it. We love it. Um, let me also just lastly mention our friends at Tory Holistics and California Holistics, because anybody who's coming to the event on Sunday at seven mile, California Holistics is right around the corner. Tory Holistics is on the way down. So if you want to stop in Sorrento Valley, you can do that. Um, Anyway, the thing is, is you'll save 20% when you use our promo code AMAZING. So if you're ordering online for delivery, use AMAZING. You save 20%. If you go into the store, say AMAZING, show our, our website, uh, click the QR code. It makes things really easy. So for whatever you use cannabis, that's your story. Use AMAZING and you save all that money. All right, let's start the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. We're just getting on radio. Tonight we'll be on TV. We're on YouTube. Let's get involved in the YouTube chat and on all the audio podcast platforms, plus every social media platform known to man. I was saying in the pre-roll, for those of you that are just getting with us on radio and TV, the pre-roll of the podcast. I was saying I like it when I come up to these LA studios because my microphone sits higher for me here and then it hides chins two, three, four, and five all the way down. And the old man neck that I'm starting to get, you know, like I'm starting to get that like looser, more wrinkly skin. Like I can't deny the fact that I'm just getting a hair older. I mean, I've been admitting it with the fact that I can't see Jack squat, especially at night. I, I mean, dude, I'm like calling my eye doctor. I didn't even have an eye doctor. I'm calling a buddy of mine who's an eye doctor. Yo, man, I'm, I'm getting older. I got to come see you. 
So I like it when I'm up in LA because the microphone sits higher. And again, chins three, four, and five. You can't even, you can't even see him. Grande, Brown Man, Wednesday afternoon. We're just getting started. Guys, shocked, absolutely shocked last night when the alerts started to hit my phone. This is like, I want to say like 10 p.m. last night. It's not like a normal news cycle to have a story of this magnitude break as late as it did last night. Absolutely shocked to find out that Mark Davis has the guts and the money to fire both his coach and his general manager. And isn't it ironic that just yesterday, Alex said on the air, we've never said the name of the Raiders general manager. We don't talk about this guy. But yesterday, late last night, head coach fired, general manager fired, and starting quarterback who they went and got, because remember, GM came from New England, coach came from New England, and quarterback, while came from San Francisco, was part of the New England ecosystem. In firing their general manager and their head coach, they then also benched Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback and pretty much said, you the GM, this head coach is on you. You the head coach and GM, this quarterback is on you. And you the quarterback, this garbage play is on you. So guess what? You're fired, you're fired, and you're benched. Wow, what a story to break last night. You guys, surprised, shocked, expected? What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, only shocked because of the money. Uh, you know, it, that's it. It's not, I mean, not shocking. This is what Al Davis did. This is now what Mark Davis does. They just change coaches like they change underwear. I mean, underpants. Like they just don't, they just, there's no stability in the organization. You know, Derek Carr was always given excuses as, well, he's got a new offensive coordinator every year. That's why he's not so good. Like, you know, so it's like the Raiders organization, it, the Raiders motto should be dysfunction because that's what they are. Dysfunctional. Like, I'm not surprised at all because it's the right move. So I do, you know, give Mark Davis a little bit, a little bit of credit. I'm sure he's got a lot of Vegas buddies now giving him money to pay these dudes out, but. That's the only shocking part that he actually yeah, but, ponied up. But you know what, though? You know, it, the way you feel and I feel about A.J. Preller, why would an organization give the general manager, the president of baseball operations, another opportunity to hire another manager when none of the previous five have worked? Why would you keep giving him chance after chance? The difference is here, Mark Davis is the owner, okay? But you talk about a guy who can't get it right. You know that everybody likes a big, shiny ob object in the NFL. They want the next hot guy. You know who was the next hot guy? Was Rich Passaccia, and he had him. And, and players played for him, and they went to the postseason. And you know what? That, that, was, that was a real team. Like, I'm not trying to tell you they were Super Bowl champions. In fact, as I say that they went to the postseason, I, I'm thinking to myself, they did, didn't they? Um, but Rich Passaccia. Thanks, Brandon Staley. But, right. Rich Passaccia. The players played for him. I'm not telling you he was Vince Lombardi or Bill Belichick, okay? But the players did play for that guy. And the players never played for Josh McDaniels, didn't believe in him, thought he was just a, a, a product of Belichick. And most people don't even believe in Belichick anymore now that Brady went on to win a Super Bowl and Belichick hasn't sniffed the playoffs. I mean, hasn't sniffed anything beyond, you know, like an opening round. 
So I, I got to say also the money part of it really surprises me. I didn't think Mark Davis had the financial wherewithal to eat this contract, especially since he's still paying the Gruden deal. Um, it is the right move, but what now, man? You are stuck with now no GM. Oh, who cares? Head coach who's now like, who'd they replace him with? They replaced him with like a Antonio former Pierce. Antonio Pierce, former Giants linebacker. Correct. So that's how, yeah. And, and, and now you have a quarterback that you're paying that you know can't play. All three moves, the right move. Just surprised they did it. Brown, what do you say, man? I I gotta tell you, I hope he's got a plan. Because if he ha- but if he has a plan, good for him. Good for him. Everybody was calling for him to be fired. I don't know anything about the GM. I don't know much about his picks, but I'm pretty sure the people in that fan base were client- calling for this guy to be gone. The owner had heard enough of it. Remember, there was video of him. Uh, at so a fine. getting yelled at, yeah, and he was telling the guy to be smart, be smart. Maybe this is what he thinks is the best move, and if he does, I don't have a problem with that. I just think to do that in the it felt like in the middle of the night mm-hmm. he had something happened. <laughs> he talked to somebody, somebody he got somebody on the phone, and he made that decision because you couldn't have done this just you know sitting at a slot machine waiting for your flight. The GM thing is surprising though because obviously they got hired the same. The day well, he got he announced the GM, and the next day the GM announced Josh McDaniels. Right, both coming from New England, by the way. Like that thing that flew under the radar too. Dave Ziegler was Bill Belichick's number two for player development and, and scouting and everything, and then he he got the job in Vegas. So I think that there is um, that bit of surprise. But when you have a locker room who is openly like just lost and they've mm-hmm. turned on the coach mm-hmm. that's not surprising at all the right. gm thing is a bit surprising because normally they give gms a little longer than a year and yeah, but these guys are connected at the hip man <laughs> right right i yep. think that's what it was they they were a combo deal and this combo was rotten but it's three on it but it's three the combo was the gm the head coach and the quarterback yeah. and and i think what mark davis they also fired their offensive coordinator today oh really yes mick lombardi how many bad lombardis are there Okay, because didn't the Chargers fire a Lombardi? Yeah, Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi, I think. Yeah, yeah. This is Mick Lombardi was now fired. Okay, so yeah, and who they who have they said they've replaced him with? Has that been announced yet? Yeah, let me double check on. Okay, because that's interesting too. I didn't. That is a part of the story. Because look, and I'd love to know what Mick Lombardi's background is. Like, I wonder if he's connected to McDaniel's. Well, right, if he's connected to the Patriots, McDaniel's, Garoppolo, the, the. the thing about this firing that I find so interesting <laughs> is, okay, I can't wait to hear what you just giggled at. Go ahead. Yes, uh, wide receivers coach from New England. Okay. Yeah. He was the offensive. Okay, so think about this: if Jimmy Garoppolo is good, if if Jimmy Garoppolo is good, none of this happens. Oh yeah, correct. But because correct. Jimmy Garoppolo is so bad, Mark Davis looks at the product. And he goes, you guys told me Garoppolo. Josh, you told me he already knows your system. Mick, you worked the system in New England with McDaniels. So you're even if you and Garoppolo don't have any connection at all, you know the system. Great. So now I got the general manager who is Belichick's number two. I got Belichick's offensive coordinator, McDaniels. He brings the wide receiver coach to coordinate the offense because he already knows it all because they've been working together. And the last piece of the puzzle is, they go get Garoppolo. I handed it to you guys. This is what you gave me. So you're fired. 
you're fired, you're fired, and you're benched. Because here's the thing. I know that Devontae Adams is a much better wide receiver than what I'm paying him to be. Yeah. And I know that I don't have a quarterback that can get him the ball. So you know what? The one thing Aiden O'Connell did really well when he started against the Chargers, he just kept throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Love it. I love it, man. And, you know, I, I don't toot horns around here all, uh, very often, but I don't know if Vegas is ready for the type of quality they're going to get when we go start airing over there. Because for me to just call out the, the, the GM and then literally five hours later, he out. I don't know. You know, you always hear that saying, Vegas ain't ready. Mm. Vegas is always ready for a bunch of 25-year-olds and a Macy's button down. But I don't always. know if they're ready for this type of, of heat coming their way. You know, because we, <laughs> we call it like it is, man. We got years of hater experience. If I go and we start covering Raiders all the time, I don't know, man. Mark Davis is going to be in the crossfire a lot. Yeah. You like, if, if, you, if you think that Vegas can't handle you and you drink Bud Light, forget about it. They got you, bro. They got mm-hmm. you. Don't, don't worry. You can go. Yeah, I got to go out. I got to go find all these pictures, man. I, I've got all these pictures of me and Mark Davis together. And um, this is when the Chargers and the Raiders were both contemplating their move. And the Chargers oh. and Raiders were playing in like late December 2015-ish, I would say. And I was up Mark Davis's you-know-what, man, because I was doing a lot of Raider broadcasts at the time mm-hmm. on CBS. And I was doing a lot of Charger broadcasts. And then you put the two of them together when they were trying to build a stadium together. Man, it was like a perfect storm for me that day. And, uh, man, uh, Mark Davis gets into the crosshairs. He, he, Let me tell you something. Mark Davis deserves to be in the crosshairs, and here's why. Mark Davis is just as bad of a decision-making owner as Dean Spanos is. In fact, I might even argue that while Mark Davis is a better owner simply because he couldn't get a stadium built in Oakland and he found a way to get a stadium built for him to accommodate his content in Las Vegas. You got the Vegas market, which is on fire. You got a bomb new stadium and you are building a whole new fan base, I think. But as far as making decisions, terrible choice of general manager, terrible choice of coach, terrible choice of quarterback. And I'm not suggesting that you need to micromanage, but dude, okay, take us through this slide here, Alex, because he is just like his father. This is since he's taken over officially in 2012, his full season. Mm -hmm. Uh, They fired Hugh Jackson. They They brought in Dennis Allen. He went eight and 28. Then they fired him, went to Jack Del Rio. Hey, 25 and 23, fired yeah, him. They made a mistake to, firing him. Went to Rich Passaccia, who got them to the playoffs. Uh, John Gruden came in, and his emails got leaked. So he went 22 and 31. And then Josh McDaniels, 9 and 16. Also, this will be GM number four in that same span. He went Reggie McKenzie for six years. Remember Mike Mayock? I mm-hmm. kind of forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And then Dave Zlieger was there for 640 days. Yeah. I mean, oh, wait, 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 wait. So, so you're so you're telling me that the pod, the the Chargers run a good organization? No. What I'm saying is, is that they're the Chargers. Here's what the Chargers do better. Believe it or not, is the Chargers have created stability with Tom Telesco. So mm-hmm. even though Tom Telesco has changed coaches along the way, they've they've maintained stability with their general manager. That's number one. Number two, the Chargers have signed their guys. You know, the Mm -hmm. Chargers signed Justin Herbert. They signed Joey Bosa. They went out and acquired Khalil Mack. When they knew J.C. Jackson was a disaster, they got rid of his ass. I mean, the one thing the Chargers do better 
than the Raiders is their football-making decisions. It doesn't mean the results are better. It just means that their football decisions are slightly better. Now, where if you were had the scales like this, Davis would win because he got a new stadium and a new market, and, and that's his deal. Dean is, you know, he's got a, a deal with, with, you know, the Rams and it's not his place and it'll never be his place. And listen, I was walking the streets of downtown LA last night and there's this um, one building and they have a flag. I promise you guys of every single professional sports team in Los Angeles, other than the chargers, <laughs> the chargers flag, they got the sparks. Okay. Shout they out. don't have the chargers. So what I'm saying is, is that Mark Davis is the better owner because he got the new shiny market. He got the bomb new stadium. He's got all this new revenue. But Dean Spanos' organization makes better football decisions. They just don't me, get better football results. And let me emphasize a point. Let me emphasize a point that I am that I brought up when it came to Peter Seidler. And Mark Davis is another example. Just because you spend a lot of money doesn't make you a good owner. You know, Mark Davis spent $160 million on his last two head coaches. That doesn't mean that he's a good owner because he's dropping bank. You know, like that doesn't, you still have to be a good decision maker as an owner. And, you know, a lot of these guys that, that own teams are not equipped to be sports decision makers. That's why they hire presidents that, you know, what? I trust you. You're the decision maker. Go do it. So I think that it just emphasizes that point. You know, I, I don't think that spending money qualifies you to automatically you're a good owner well i mean spending money on head coaches that amount of money you'd have been better served putting that amount of money into a quarterback a good owner supplies everybody beneath them with the financial resources that they need the facilities that they need and then if they need to come down and make a decision because people can't agree that's what the owner does The, the all if you empower your guy and he fails then you get rid of them. Well, but that's not what the Padres have done. But I'm saying it's a track record of decisions or the Chargers that, that highlights that Mark Davis is not a good. But it highlights a decision that Mark Davis's 11 years as a decision maker for the owners highlights that he is not a good owner when well, it comes to decision making. Go and back I'm to that also, list. Who's the dude that flew from Vegas to Oakland and handed Mark Davis 750 million dollars from Las Vegas and was like, "Come on down, dog. You don't yeah. have to do anything." Yeah. Because we got you. Because mm-hmm. there's no way this bull cutted dude put that deal together. Oh, no, he himself. didn't put that deal together. No, 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 so no, no. The state Vegas of Nevada, <laughs> the state of Nevada did that. The Bank of America did that. Did that. And and just mm-hmm. go back to that list one more time. Put that up on the screen for everybody to see. Um, listen to this. When he got there, he had Reggie McKenzie. And Reggie McKenzie is the general manager of the Raiders had a monster mess to clean up because they had all this dead money on their salary cap. And they went from a trash team to an okay team. They became okay. Um, then he got rid of Reggie and, and he, he got rid of Jack Del Rio and getting rid of Jack Del Rio was turns out to be a mistake because all of those guys on that list are well under 500 and Del Rio is the only one that has a winning record. They got rid of Del Rio and they hired Basaccia. And I've already talked about what rich Basaccia was that year, seven and five, went to the playoffs, players played for him, et cetera, et cetera. When he got rid of Bisaccia, he went to the NFL Network and took Mayock, and he went to ESPN, and he took Gruden. He took two football TV stars, and he gave one to the GM job and one the head coaching job. The GM couldn't, couldn't build a roster, and the head coach, as you point out, his, his emails got leaked. More time and energy and money wasted on the wrong people, only to now go to say, you know what? 
even though the whole New England Patriots tree has never been successful outside of New England, At let me go give time. my front office and my head coach and my quarterback and my coordinator, let me go do the, the New England thing. <laughs> Mark Davis, in the final analysis, as of today, is a crap owner when it comes to making football business decisions. Yeah. And it's going to be a long time before this team is good because there's so many holes all across this team. Like the, the, the only bright shining light is Devontae Adams and he wants out and who well, knows what the, the new GM will do. He, he wanted he, he, oh, he, he, let's, let's see what happens. Listen, Aiden O'Connell's not going to fix Devontae Adams is not going to fix him at all. Not going to fix him at all. But, and I was here to say, Max, I don't, I have to look it up. Did Max Crosby sign an extension yet? Because that dude's going to get paid. If not, that dude is yeah. a top five, Ooh, yeah, whatever fine. defensive end in the league right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, what a story. I mean, what a story to break last night that the Raiders decide to fire their coach. And just before we before we kind of get on with it, because there's some other stuff we want to get right. to, dude. Crosby did sign a deal, so he's there. Okay. okay. Um, I mean, man, they fired everybody. They fired right. And I just love the Raiders statement. We put it up on the screen here for a quick second. Read the, the yeah. Raiders statement. <laughs> so great. Yeah. The Las Vegas Raiders have relieved Josh McDaniels, David Ziegler of their duties as head coach and GM. Uh quote. After much thought about what the Raiders need to move forward, I've decided to part ways with Josh and Dave. I want to thank them both for their hard work and wish them and their families nothing but the best. Mark Davis. Yep. There you go. I also have a very unconfirmed but hilarious, I think fake, report of how the firing went down. Okay. It's unconfirmed, it. but okay. it is freaking amazing if true. Okay, hold that thought for one second. Before we hit this first break, I want to remind everybody about our newest partners from Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com slash great friends. Or for those of you that are watching on television or watching on YouTube, you can click the QR code. Brown, did you play last night? Man, listen, I had a big old, big old, big old six person parlay centipede going. Lost. Yeah. Lost. Lost it all? Really? Mm. Lost. Yeah, man, the numbers be tempting me, man. I put a little yeah. bit of money in. And I'll watch the number of what I could win go up. And I mm -hmm. go, ooh, you know, let me add a couple more up in here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I found my I, uh, my lock of the week already for Friday. You I did? Found oh, it this man. morning, yeah. It's, what it, you going to tell us? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, sure. Uh, more or less, 0.5 any touchdown. And it's a combo. Mark Andrews and Jackson Smith Jigba. Either one of them scores a touchdown, you cash out. It's like, that's wow. easy money. Dude, I got this tweet yesterday from JD. They have they have Tyreek Hill again at 0.5 touchdowns. Yeah, mm. I listen. I got this text or this tweet yesterday from uh, JD, and um, he says, uh, "Dude, easy money." He had Corey Seager to have uh, one and a half total bases, and he had four. Corey Seager was crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, the kid Marte from the Diamondbacks, it was mm -hmm. one and a half um, total bases. He had three, and uh, Marcus Simeon from the Rangers, it was one and a half total bases and he had three. And mm -hmm. so JD had put this, this together on prize picks and he's like, dude, just totally easy money. And he, he won a hundred bucks. He had a $20 power play and he won a hundred bucks. Nice. Date night right there, boy. Yeah. yeah. Shout out JD, especially with that little new baby with mm -hmm. wearing that great friends onesie that the kid wears. I love that. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Way to go. JD. Uh, hey, JD, hopefully you'll come down and meet up with us on Sunday. So listen, really, that's at Seven Mile Casino. Um, play uh, play prize picks. Have a good time with it. Be careful with it. It's fun. They'll match up to 100% your first bonus or your first deposit. So if you put in 100, they put in 100. Everybody stick around. How did the firing go down? We'll find out next.
Hey, great friends. It's Kaplan Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. By the way, quick reminder that on Sunday, we are watching football down at Seven Mile Casino. So Tommy, Tommy, and Lil Cappy are going to get down there kind of early in the 10 o'clock range. And then Miss Molly says she'll be getting down there after church on Sunday. And then we got <laughs> people coming in from L.A., uh, that are going to head down. And I expect to be there probably by noonish, but maybe for the one o'clock games, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I'll certainly tweet. Um, nonetheless, I'm coming. Browner says he's coming. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, Miss Molly, we're celebrating Joe Rigby's birthday. People are coming in from LA. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're just going to watch football and hang out and uh, great food at seven mile casino, Sammy's restaurant and bar. They've got the number one brunch in South County on Saturdays and Sundays. And again, there's no tickets to buy. There's no comedy shows going on. There's no, you know, promotional thing. It's literally just all of us getting together in a central location to hang out and watch football. So uh, we'll see you guys down there. Browner, have you looked at the games to see what time, what games you're most interested in? I'm only interested in one game. One game, man. I got to see my new pass rusher, Montez. What? Yeah. Uh, Are you happy well, about that now? You were very mad yesterday. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I was up. I was upset at the way things were done because I would have preferred to have had Chase Young. But then I looked at the numbers, and Montez Sweat has been far more healthier than Chase Young, and he's also been productive. So I need health and production. I don't need another hurt guy. Okay. So no, no. Okay. I'm better about okay. it. Cool. Um, for me, uh, this weekend, I know the Rams and the Packers is a ten o'clock game. The Browns and the Cardinals is a ten o'clock game. Your Bears and Saints is a 10 o'clock game. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, you were going to call down to Pedro or email Pedro to find out if, the, you know, make sure all these games are, are going to be available to us. In the later window, the Cowboys-Eagles is probably like the game of the weekend just in terms of, um, you know, Sunday afternoon and, you know, are the Cowboys for real? Eagles are 7-1 and because the Chargers play the Jets on Monday night. So, um I will say this, the games on in the afternoon on Sunday, the Giants and the Raiders, the Cowboys and the Eagles, those the, the Colts and the Panthers, none of those do anything for me. So for me, I'm just happy to come on down and visit. I don't even need to worry about, about what games are going on. How about uh, throughout all this tumultuous time, the Raiders still being favored over the Giants? Wow. Oh. Wow. Mm -hmm. When DeVito's no quarterback. Well, and I thought um, I thought their quarterback, Daniel Jones, was coming back this week. I think he is. Okay, so here's the thing. The Raider players could potentially play inspired football because they realize, hey, you know what? We're better than what our coach was setting us up with. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Did, did you see, Alex, you, Antonio Pierce, the former Giants linebacker, is their interim head coach. Mm -hmm. Have they named an interim offensive coordinator? Not yet. Okay. Not at this moment. No. All right. Not Interesting. Yet. Interesting. North Turner's Wednesday. son is North Turner's son is is uh rumored to maybe be the guy. Scott. Where's North Turner's son? Is he currently on the Raiders yes. staff? Yeah. Yeah. All be within. What did he have? What what was his position on, on the staff? Do you know? You're asking great questions today. Scott. Well, I'm just yeah. asking obvious questions, really. And why would you be considered an expert in the Raiders? But I figured you could probably check the, the coaching pass staff. Game coordinator. Passing game coordinator. Okay. All right. Um, is it Scott Turner? Is that his name? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, um, the story of the Raiders firing their general manager and their head coach and their offense coordinator and benching their quarterback, all guys who were all connected to one another, all those guys in that story that happened last night, 
I mean, to me, it was just shocking. I, I was surprised Mark Davis could rally the cash to buy out his GM and his head coach. And I'm also kind of surprised with the money that he gave Garoppolo, not that it was crazy, crazy money, but they gave him money and now they're going to bench him and fire the offensive coordinator. So a lot of guys get fired and that's a lot of money going out the door. So um, there's a rumor apparently about how Mark Davis actually did this. I guess it's unconfirmed. I like to call it unconfirmed report because as I read it, Mm -hmm. I'm sure your faces will change. Here we go. Apparently, the last straw was when Josh McDaniels, who is well-known around league circles as a guy who goes, quote, all out for Halloween, came to the Raiders facility dressed up as Mark Davis the day after losing to the Lions on Monday Night Football. Oh, my God. Davis seemed to take it in stride at first. He appeared to laugh and even ordered P.F. Changs to finish the look. After the two had eaten, Davis suggested McDaniels read his fortune cookie, which read, which read quote, you're fired, hot shot. No chance. Nah, nah. No Come on. Man. I could buy I could I could believe everything up until the fortune cookie. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? Dude. Now, where did that come from? I'm just curious who published uh, that. No, but no, literally, like a blue on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. When I saw it, I was like, listen, I know this is fake, but there's no way I cannot bring this up on the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, uh, dude. If okay, let me say this. If this was true, mm-hmm. if Mark Davis got a custom fortune cookie mm-hmm. and put your fired hotshot, I retract everything about me, me saying he's Best a bad decision ever. maker. Right. Best owner of all right. time. Best owner ever. <laughs> if you if you call your friends at PF Chang's and go, hey, listen, you know, it's Mark. I'm there every day. Do me a favor, will you? Um, type up a fortune cookie that says you're fired hotshot and mm-hmm. then somehow put it into the cookie and then mm-hmm. package the cookie and then make sure it's marked so I know which cookie to give him. If mm-hmm. you could possibly pull that off, mm-hmm. brother, good for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Is that that's next level ownership right there. If that is accurate, that would have been the most devious villain like firing in the history of firings. Yeah. Open your fortune cookie. Bam up. You're fired because the cookie says you're fired. Right. And then you're dressed as Mark Davis too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my right. god, that would be great. I mean, because oh. you think about the 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 balls it would take for josh mcdaniels to show up on halloween dressed as mark davis after getting embarrassed on monday night football right mm-hmm. god that i hope that's true like hey i really 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 love halloween and uh on tuesday morning i'm planning on showing up win lose or draw in my mark davis costume and then you oh. get beat and your quarterback is terrible and you still show up the next day like hey but i'm committed to the project because i love halloween if you show up in costume the day after getting beaten down that tells me as an owner you care more about halloween than you do about wins and losses i want you coming in here fired up pissed off about last night like not blowing it off because you love halloween and certainly don't dress like me on halloween because now you're taunting me after watching my team lose last night Bro, do your Halloween after work if you lose like that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose like that mm-hmm. on Monday night, bro. You got to do your Halloween after the after hours. Not don't mm-hmm. come in here ready for Halloween. Uh-uh. No, bro. I can't have that. Uh-uh. Yeah, can't have get out. Get can't. out. Cannot have that. Wow. Oh, the Raiders. I am blown away. I mean, I gotta say, man, I am blown away. Didn't really think he would do it. Because nobody already had the money. That was the number one complaint. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he wouldn't fire him. He doesn't have the money. He's broke. He's like, I showed y'all. I had a lick last night. Yep. Hold that slot. Dang. Fire. <laughs> Gone. 
So we're just taking a look at it right here. Here's what he did. He hired, he fired uh, Josh McDaniels, the head coach, fired Dave Ziegler, the general manager, fired Mick Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, who was the Patriots uh, wide receivers coach. And um, 640 days ago, he hired the general manager. 639 days ago, he hired the head coach. These guys are connected at the hip. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're benched. Go back to mm. New England. What is he going to do about this Jimmy Garoppolo thing? I don't remember what the contract was. Oh, it's bad, dude. It's bad. You got to keep uh, him. Uh, They signed signed him $72.5 million contract, but like he has a lot of guarantees owed, and I'm trying to find those right now. Yeah. It's not good, though. Mm Mm-mm. I mean, yeah. if he if he's the best quarterback on the roster, once all this flushes out, and if Antonio Pierce is now the new head coach, and he goes up to Mario and says, "Hey, man, listen, I know we fired everybody else, but he's our best option right now to be competitive." Gosh, I feel See, like he I has eleven point two five fully guaranteed in twenty twenty four. Okay, but he also gets an extra eleven point two five if he's on the roster the 5th day of March. Okay, let me just means. think let me just think for a quick second here. Yesterday, the Minnesota Vikings traded for Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs was a quarterback who was benched by the Arizona Cardinals. So, Arizona didn't need him anymore. Minnesota needed a starting quarterback. This guy has mm-hmm. started 8 games this year. The Cardinals are 1 and 7, and all Minnesota had to give up was like a 6th round draft choice to get Josh Dobbs. I'm trying to think like for example, um, the New York Jets. Would you possibly want Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm just asking, like, because to me, I'd rather have Zach Wilson. I, I take my chances with Zach Wilson than trying to incorporate Jimmy Garoppolo midway through the season. I'll give you another example, though. If you were the New England Patriots, right, could you say, hey, look, because I don't know who the backup quarterback is of the Patriots. Bailey uh, Zappi. Okay, so so if you're the Patriots and you're really not happy with your starting quarterback, is it conceivable? Because Belichick loves to bring his guys home. Is it conceivable that that the Patriots would say to the Raiders, hey, look, tell you what, we'll take Garoppolo off your hands. Um, we'll give you a sixth-round draft choice for him or a seventh-round draft choice for him. We'll take on that salary that you guys don't want. And maybe, maybe the Patriots decide, you know what, we can use Garoppolo. He's better than Mac Jones, which I don't know that he really is. Just thinking, is there any place for Garoppolo to go? Because if you were the Raiders, is there any way you could get out from underneath this? Because if Minnesota yesterday wanted Jimmy, would they put it this way? Prior to Monday Night Football, would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo or Josh Dobbs if you're the Vikings? Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I I think Jimmy Garoppolo would give us a chance to win. So I would say Josh Dobbs because I'm Team Tank again. Oh, right. Okay. Team Tank. Yeah. 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 Josh Dobbs has proven that he can play the position and still lose, which is exactly mm-hmm. what we need. Mm-hmm. Play the position, put up some fantasy points for my dudes on my team, and yeah, let's it. lose. And let's lose. Close games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to embarrass you. yourself, you know? Yeah, I got you. I do. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, this segment of Kaplan and Crew being brought to us by our friends at Prize Picks. Um, I'm keeping on mm-hmm. pushing Prize Picks for everybody because A, we all love the game, and yeah. B, this is a brand new partner that we have, and we want to show everybody how much the great friends, whether they're on YouTube, television, radio, audio podcast, social media, whatever, we want to prove to prize picks how much we're all into it. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. You put in a hundred, they put in a hundred. You put in 50, they put in 50. They match a hundred percent up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit. By the way, if you're starting to win, like I'm starting to win, I'm starting to put some cash in the bank. 
It's Not very me. easy. Yeah, what happened to you last night? You you got you got smoked, huh? Yeah, I got smoked, man. Too many big bets. I'm 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 trying to get the hang of the bigger bets, more people, more winnings. But it's hard, mm, man. Yeah, yeah hard. dude. You got when you're dropping all those legs, man. It's it's difficult. That's why see, I, I'm a two shot guy. See, That's all me I too. Need. Like Browner, I would argue that you should keep it simple. In other words, like when I bet horses at Del Mar, I will bet win play show. I'll pick a horse I like, win play show. A lot of people I know are very into exotic bets. You know, they're playing a pick five. They're playing a pick six. Um, you know, they're they're playing, you know, exactas and trifectas and superfectas. And I'm like, dude, I just can't. It's just too much work for me. So I like one horse, win play show. With prize picks, I look at it and I go, I like this guy to pass for more yards than this. And I like this guy to pass for more yards from that. Those are my two guys. When you start getting exotic into all these different players from different sports, by the way, um, well, the payout the payout's greater if there's no risk there's no reward massively so, greater but yeah. i will say can i ask you a question brother so like you said you would have won how much if you would have hit the six leg thousand on a how much on 20 on 100 40 40 okay yeah 40 to win a thousand because i was so. going to say like would it be as enticing to just do three two leg two leg bets and just get you know it's not the same so when, you, when you do six <laughs> people it's like uh, six people at 40 bucks it's like uh uh, I think it was five times. A, I think it was five times the amount. So yeah. I got to take that chance, bro. I'm rolling. I know. I know. It's because like, I'm for rolling. example, I, I do, I do a very a simple play on prize picks, but, um, but it's three to one. So like I put in 20 bucks, I got paid 60 bucks. You know, like I was in Vegas a couple weeks ago and I went to the sphere and I never really, really sat down and learned how to play roulette ever in my life. So I sat down at a roulette table and I, there was nobody around. So I was able to talk to the dealer the entire time. I put my money on black every single time because I figured it's going to come up black. It's going to come up red in the rare occasion. It might come up green. So I'm just going to stay with black and it worked. Um, you know, I think I would win every three out of five. Let's call it. Then as you spread money around, do you guys know roulette at all? You guys know how to play? No. Okay. So what happens is there's all these numbers on the table. It's more complicated, but to make it simple, you pick your favorite number. I pick number yeah. 17. I put $20 on number 17 or, or $5. That's all it was. $5 on 17. It hits. It actually comes in 17. The ball lands in 17. Mm -hmm. They pay you 33 to one. So I had $5 and it paid $150, mm -hmm. you know, but, but if I have it on black, it only pays two to one. So mm -hmm. I've got $20 on black. I win. I get now have $40. But if I have $5 on 17 and it hits, they pay 33 to one. So there's, there's much greater reward. There's just less chances. Same thing you're doing on prize picks, Browner. You're mm -hmm. making it complicated and exotic. And if it hits, it's bigger money. Right. Thousand bucks on $40 play. But if, but if you don't see me, I'd rather just build small. I'll take my 20 bucks, 60, 20, 60. So I, I won, I think it was three bets in a row. So my bank account was heavy. So I started trying this different type mm -hmm. of bet because I started, I got, I got comfortable. I started, I got stretched out and I started going ISO 101, you, you. And then I realized when I got started to get to like missed shots, taking threes, not taking threes. That's a, that's a swamp. That's a danger zone in there. Hey, let me ask you guys for a little bit of advice. Um, like Jalen Brunson, related. who knew Jalen Brunson wouldn't shoot six threes? Mm. Jalen Brunson knew. Well, tell me this. Um, let me go to the app. Can you guys give me give me your advice? Um, tonight, I'm going to go see the Lakers and the Clippers, okay? And um, just to make the game more interesting, because I don't – I mean, I, I'm interested in the Lakers side. Mm -hmm. Since the James Harden trade, 
Um, I guess I'm interested in the Clipper side, even though he's not expected to play. But what should I do here tonight to make this Clipper Laker game that much more interesting? Here, I'm going to take a look right now to see who I should put, you know, put my my action on. It, it all depends on it all depends on what they who who they got. Is What's James Harden like playing? I don't think so. Yeah. If he's not in there, yeah. no, they maybe on top of that. That's what I say, lame dude. Like, get your ass well, on the floor. No, there's no Troy Vincent. There's no Rui Hachimura. So I kind of look at a Reeves to have a, a big game, 13 and a half, or I look at D'Lo over 14, more than 14 and a half. I like those. Uh, Torian Prince, more than nine and a half. I, I wouldn't touch LeBron or AD because I don't know who's going to be the one on any given night. Right, I so will also say this. Historically, yeah. the Lakers are awful against the Clippers. Yep. That's also something to pay attention yeah. to. I'm just looking at this. LeBron is 22 and a half. I would go over because he's playing against the Clippers. More. More right. Um, D'Angelo Russell, 14 and a half. Less. Yeah. Austin Reeves hasn't hasn't really played well yet, hasn't really scored well. So 13 Breakout and a half. Game. Say again. Breakout game. Yeah, this could be like that's what I'm that's what I would be banking on, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, an easy bet. And that game will probably be Russell Westbrook rebounds and assists. Because it'll okay. probably be it'll probably be somewhere in the in the 15, 16 area. And he's gonna get that. Well, I gotta yeah. look that one up. I look I gotta Revenge. look that one up. I, you know what game. I'm gonna do? Wait, what are you saying, Alex? Sorry, I was talking over you. What'd you say? Revenge game. For the for Lakers? Russ. Oh, for Russ. Yeah. I was gonna think for the Lakers because they've been so bad. I against the Clippers. I'm gonna play this game tonight. I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna jump all over the prize picks. Right now, I don't want to make the decision because we're on the air and I gotta think about it a little bit. All right, oh, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Use our QR code for those of you that are watching on TV, San Diego, Orange County, LA, Santa Barbara, soon coming to Vegas. Click on that that QR code and uh join prize picks. You put in a hundred bucks, they put in a hundred bucks. So it's it's like match up to $100 on your first deposit. Okay. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. All right. Let me, let me turn my attentions here for a quick second um, to the Padres because now we, we all made an assumption that the Padres will hire their next manager from within. And it's probably going to be this guy or that guy, because this guy's close with Machado and that guy's close with Tatis, which by the way, just a little side note in all of this. Um, I was talking to a friend this weekend who's close to Bob Melvin. I'm I'm not going to say who he was, but I'm just going to say that he's close to Bob Melvin. That's wonderful. That is just marvelous. Not that guy. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, no, I would tell you if it was Coach Cantera. Wasn't Coach Cantera? Didn't last time. No, last time I said a guy yeah. at the at the game, but <laughs> Browner knew who I was talking about. And I just kept yeah. saying marvelous, and everybody could kind of figure it out for themselves. I was talking to a close friend of mine the other day, and he's close friends with Bob Melvin. You know what he told me? Mm. That the biggest problem player that he had, the biggest issue he had with a player, like one-on-one, who do you suppose that was? Well, considering that you stopped at Tatis. Yeah, gosh darn it. I gave it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he gave it away. I gave it away. See, that's what good listeners do. Yeah. They catch on to things. They hear stuff. They hear yeah. stuff. And the yeah. fact that you're like, Tatis, and you're like, oh, snap, I forgot about this. And then, boom, here's yeah. Bob Melvin's take on how much of a cancer Tatis was. Well, I don't know if I'd call him a cancer. He just, this is what the friend told me. He's like, Melvin could not manage Tatis. Tatis was a complete and utter headache for Melvin. And to be honest with you, I kind of felt like Tatis had a very quiet year 
-hmm. Like there just was no controversy. There was no problem. He seemed, I wouldn't call it remorseful per se, but he also didn't seem to have the same sort of arrogant swag, even though early in the season, people were giving it to him out in right field in Chicago. And he was kind of dancing around and having a good time with it. But according to my close friend who is close friends with Melvin, Melvin's biggest problem was Tatis, Mm -hmm. which I was surprised to hear, frankly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Who who, who told, who told y'all he was going to play the good soldier this year? Get his public persona back, get his grace back in the public, and then he coming back to being an old him. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Was he that soldier boy? Him. Oh, soldier boy, tell you, soldier boy. Mm, he can be a good soldier boy. Listen, you, you know what? what? Later in the show, I'm firing shots at you. Okay. All right. Stick around. All right. Stick around. Browner's firing shots. And then let's get to who the Padres are interviewing to be their next manager. This is Kaplan and crew from the seven mile casino studios. All right. Great friends calling a little halftime update here, a little timeout. So a couple of sponsors I want to mention. The first one is mushroom life. I feel like such a dick for not calling Brett Weiss and going, yo, Have we gotten to the 12 people that you wanted to sell? Because Brett put it out there on Friday. The next 12 people that buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products, you get an additional $50 worth of Mushroom Life products. And I said, well, Brett, is that at your discretion? He said, yeah, I want to send you stuff that I want you to try. So click the QR code, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Your first purchase is 50% savings. If you've already bought, now buy $50 worth of stuff, they'll send you $50. So look, if you use prescription pills for sleep, if you use prescription pills for uh, erectile dysfunction, um, if you use prescription pills for focus, concentration, whatever the case may be, there is a, a healthier plant-based alternative. That's Mushroom Life out of Carlsbad. Use the QR code and good luck to everybody. Hopefully, there's still more room for you to get that uh, to get that extra 50 bucks. Um, hey, listen, one other uh, client that we haven't talked about, who we've been in business with for a long time. That uh, is Athletic Greens. And it's funny because today, you know, I stay at this hotel across the street. Um, It's called the East Central. And so what I do is I take their water bottle, right? And then I put my Athletic Greens in it. And I always tell you, you get the five free travel packs and the one-year supply of vitamin D. I carry this stuff with me everywhere for a couple of reasons. When you're on the road, sometimes the body doesn't move the way it normally does. The other part of it is you're out and about, like tonight I'm going to this Lakers Clippers game, dude. I'm going to be around a lot of people. I want to make sure I've got, you know, just maximum vitamin protection and I'm not necessarily getting that for my food. So athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan, sign up for a subscription. And, uh, and really this is the way to keep yourself healthy. Um, I know I got a flu shot the other day, but in this time of year, this is the way to keep yourself healthy. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It is Wednesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. And another reminder that this upcoming Sunday, we are watching football at Seven Mile Casino. We're enjoying the brunch at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. And we're going to, I know for me, I'm going to hit the blackjack tables and we're going to have a great time. And it's got, it's literally, it's not a station promotion. There's no tickets to buy. There's no uh, prefixed meal of any sort. There's uh, there's no comedy show is literally just us getting together to hang out all because Miss Molly from our YouTube chatlin group. She put together this party to celebrate Joe Rigby's birthday. So we're excited about that. And we'll see you guys down there on Sunday at Seven Mile Casino. So um, looking forward to that. Mm. 
in the end of the last segment, we were just talking about uh, Padres managerial candidates. And then Browner said he's got to come at me. So I'll, I'll be looking oh, yeah. forward to yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I'll yeah. Look forward yeah. To that. Well, let's go through this because, Alex, this is probably, unless the Padres make an announcement quickly, this is probably our weekly poll question that will go out in our uh, in our email on Friday. Hopefully you guys are all on our email list, you know. Uh, I would say that the question to our our great friends would be, and to Padre fans would be, who do you want to be the Padres manager? Mm. And if you put it up on the screen, here are the names that are being mentioned now. These are so, the names that are reported to have interviewed already or okay. are going to be interviewed already from so, Dennis Lynn. Okay, so Mike Schilt, we we know the name because he was the one-time manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. But if I'm being honest, I don't like know anything about his Cardinal career per se. Lasted three and a half years. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been working in the Padres organization. You know, Correct. he's been he's been kind of an, an AJ Preller right hand guy kind of a deal. You know, and then um, Ryan Flaherty. I don't know anything about this guy, other than again he's been working inside the Padres organization. I don't know what their roles were. I mean, you probably do, Alex. I don't. Offensive coordinator. Yeah, I don't know what that is in 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 baseball. Didn't work out so well last year, really, did it? I mean, as far as like your four best big league, all-star caliber, big money kind of guys. I mean, one guy had a good year. Who's that? I mean, Soto had a good year, didn't he? Got it. But, I mean, Manny didn't. Tatis was, Tatis was okay. You know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Bogarts was good, but not great. Right. None of them were great. None of them were great. Everybody was good except for except for Machado. Okay. So so Flaherty's your offensive coordinator. Schilt, what is his current title and role within the front office? Do you know? Mike Schilt? Yeah. That's a great question. I don't know his official title because he had different roles. Mm-hmm. He filled in for Matt Williams as third base coach for a few games. Remember that whole drama with the Giants? Was it this year or last year? Where like Yeah. yeah. The, he he called a black coach something, and, and it just became mm-hmm. a whole thing. That was Mike Schilt. He, yeah, it was last year. Last year, got it. Yep, yeah. Then Benji Gill. Now, I mean, I remember him as a ball player, but what's his? What's he been doing? He was the manager for Team Mexico in the World Baseball Classic. Okay. Okay. Other Ooh. than that, was he working in an organization? I don't believe uh, the Angels. Excuse me. The Angels. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Phil Nevin. Who, Where he been? Yeah, I mean, we know what he's been doing with the Angels, and then uh, Eric Chavez, which you know, Eric Chavez is a San Diego guy who one time played for the Padres, not particularly well, as I recall. Yeah. Um, don't don't. What's Eric Chavez been yeah. doing? That I don't know. You know, I'm that not sure I either. Not know. Right. So, okay. hey, the Benji Gill hiring, I I'd be interested in that. I know a lot of people are interested in Benji Gill. A lot I'd of be people interested are. In that. Because that's a yeah. that's a lot of colorful people on that team. The World Baseball Classic, despite my like my taste for it, has a lot of energy, a lot of flair, a lot of culture. And if you can manage one of those one of those teams, that's kind of what we need. We need a person who can rally guys, who can energize guys, who can who can put a battery in dudes' backs. And and if you can manage one of those teams, you can definitely manage this one. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't know. I mean, looks like a Mets bench coach last year, Eric Chavez. Ben, oh, Eric Chavez, really? Mm-hmm. Eric Chavez, I remember, was a guy that had gotten a lot of money to come to the Padres. I want to say he was traded. You'll have to check me on this, but I think he was traded by the from the White Sox to the Padres. I feel like does that sound right, Browner? Did he 
played for the White Sox? Do you recall? I don't. I don't recall. And Eric Chavez. I have to remember. Um, he went from the A's. He was in the A's for twelve years. Went to yeah. the Yankees for two years, and then the Diamondbacks. Okay. Well, I guess I'm wrong. Um, but I just don't remember him ever doing anything as a Padre player except one time, kind of getting hit by a pitch and going after a pitcher. And I kind of feel like it extended into the post game. I, the guy never lived up to the money that he was making for the Padres that they they took on his contract, and he was always hurt, as I recall. I I'm not. Think I don't know. That you're talking about the right guy. You think I'm talking about the wrong guy? Yeah. Who am I talking about? You're talking about the big dude. Isn't his name like Chavez? A, who got in a fight? It. Yeah, but not Eric Chavez. Eric oh. Chavez is the third baseman. Mm-hmm. Who are you talking about? I know exactly who you're talking about, and it's not Eric Chavez. I don't Somebody know Chavez. Somebody Chavez like, from San Diego. Either. Hmm. Great question. Somebody will hit me up on Twitter and tell me yeah. what a moron it's I am. Definitely it's definitely not Eric Chavez, that. though. It's definitely yeah. not Eric Chavez. Mm. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. So JT's listen. not ready yet. He's no. on the phone okay. with Mark Davis, I believe, right yeah, now. Yeah. So, so we, we, here's the thing. We were going to switch over and <laughs> go from this this Padre manager talk back to the Raiders because JT the Brick, who we haven't really spoken to a lot during the football season, he has been on with the LA show, of course. Um. But. JT was going to come on today to talk about the firing of the coach and the general manager, but he's texting us. We can see him on the screen, but he's texting us. He's on the phone with the owner and he can't yeah. get off the call, <laughs> which is great for us. Yeah. Cause he's mm. going to give us the latest because he can yes. confirm of the cookie story. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Which, which is already confirmed that it's not real. Okay. Obviously. All right. Before, <laughs> hopefully we get to JT, the brick here in a matter of moments before we do Browner, two things. Let's start off with mushroom life. Let's let's go through a little mushroom life because here's the thing, Brown. I get people who send me messages and here's what they ask me. What are the products that Browner takes every day on the show? And I'm like, can you just do me a favor and contact Browner directly? Are you like not contactable? Am I the only person who's available here? Yeah. You got the bandwidth for that, man. No, I ain't got no bandwidth for it. Yeah, you got the bandwidth for that player. All right, so so dude, mushroom life. Take the two products. All right, JT's getting ready to come on. We can bring JT right into this miss okay. into this mess right here. Uh JT, we're we're just Browner here is taking his mushroom life tinctures right now. Oh, so Brown, tell tell <laughs> tell JT what you're taking. This is called a sustained energy little drops right here by mushroom life. And today oh. I'm gonna hit a little daily focus as well. Cause you know, I, there's a lot of news flying around today, and so I gotta keep up. So yeah. I gotta keep up. All right, so mushroomlife.com slash great friends. The life is L-Y-F-E. The, uh, the QR code is on the screen for everybody that's watching. And um, for those of you that ask me all the time, what does Browner take? It's the sustained energy mm-hmm. and the focus. Is that right? Right. Okay. Right. You, If you are one of the next 12 people that buys, not only does Brett Weiss, you buy $50, Brett Weiss, the owner, puts in another $50, another $75. He just wants you to try all of his products mushroomlife.com slash great friends and you save 50% on your first purchase. All right. JT, the brick is the voice of the Raider nation and he's standing by and he told us by text, he was on a call just now. I, I don't know if it was a company wide call or what with Mark Davis, JT, I was shocked to find out that the Raiders yeah. made this move last night. Were you? Uh, no, I wasn't shocked. And I was just talking to the owner, Mark Davis from my home. And I was just down a two hour YouTube uh, special edition Raiders platform show Raiders round table as we, discussed everything that happened and what basically happened guys is that the offense was a catastrophe and this was an offensive head coach with tremendous success six super bowls 
had a great relationship with Josh McDaniels, kind to me, the GM Dave Ziegler. But this happened because of what happened in Chicago and Detroit. Uh, Mark Davis, from speaking to players, from wanting to make a, a strong decision for the organization going forward, they could not go any further with the ineptness of this offense, the ability in Detroit to have three completions in the first half for Devontae Adams not to get the football, and for what was supposed to be conservatively one of the premier offenses in football on paper to be this inept and this to be this bad, Mark Davis really had no choice. And it was a pretty quick decision over the last couple of weeks when he watched this team, he sat down with the coach, there was a players meeting, which didn't exist throughout most of the year. The players got together, the players, some of them, some of the leaders sat down with Mark Davis. They talked it through. And then, you know, Mark Davis believes that Antonio Pierce in the short term with his energy and excitement could maybe get this thing going. And then he'll take his time on going after a new head coach and a new GM. Uh, Champ Kelly is the interim GM. They got rid of the offensive coordinator and Mick Lombardi the GM and the head coach, and we wish him well. It's a business, and this was a very fast decision by Mark Davis because they could not go down this path any longer, Cap. It was getting very toxic, and it didn't want to really play down to the entire team. It just was yeah. going the wrong way. Yeah, and listen, I think, JT, when you look at Ziegler, the general manager who was hired, the next day McDaniels was hired. They're both former New England guys. Then they bring in Garoppolo, and they bring with them Mick Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, who was the receivers coach in New England. Those four guys are now all connected. And I was saying this to the guys earlier. If Garoppolo plays well, everybody's fine. But the GM hired the coach. The coach wanted the quarterback, and the quarterback hasn't worked out. And so everybody is to blame. All four of those guys are to blame. So not only did three of them get fired, but... Jimmy Garoppolo got benched, and I don't know what they're eventually going to do with him. Yeah, well, they everybody's owed a lot of money. And for Mark Davis, Mark Davis went from a team that was bottom three in revenue to near the top. And the Raiders have the revenue in Vegas, and part of Mark Davis is – Mark only cares about winning. Everyone says to me, tell me about Mark Davis. Well, Mark Davis's legacy right now is huge with the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Okay, He brought the Raiders here built the Legion Stadium, which is a benefit to every NFL owner, from Dean Spanos all the way to Buffalo and Jacksonville and Shotgun because of the enormous revenue that they're bringing in. But Mark cares about winning. And this was a really big moment for Mark Davis. Like him or not, respect him or not as an owner, he looked at a situation. He hired, he hired him for all the right reasons, Josh McDaniels. That, he was vetted vetted with a whole bunch of other coaches and GM and the GMs. And the plan was initially the Patriots way. There's no need to, to hide from that. They wanted to take what they were doing correctly to win six Super Bowls with the guy who called most of the plays and called a lot of clutch plays. And I said this, guys, the one thing that I regret that Josh McDaniels didn't do, here's the one regret I had, is he didn't call clutch plays. Everybody says, oh, it was all Brady. No, it wasn't all Brady. It was Bill Belichick who brought him in. Bill Belichick who didn't cut his ass. Bill Belichick who didn't let Bledsoe come back and stuck with Brady. It was Belichick, Brady, and Josh McDaniels, along with Richard Seymour, Teddy Bruschi, all the great players that they had. But McDaniels was in every meeting, every practice, every day, every Super Bowl bye week, staying in his hotel, drawing up the Super Bowl plans that beat the Falcons down 28-3. to He led the charge. 
and he never called a clutch play in almost a year and a half with the Raiders. Never ripped the roof off and said, you know, F it. We're going to go all out, and we're down 10. It's under six minutes to go. Get your ass. There is no huddle. We're going five wide with Michael Mayer, Trey Tucker, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, the leading rusher, and just feel free and just make plays. It was too conservative, and that's what brought a really good head coach down to this level where he was fired 13 hours ago. What was the final straw, JT? Was this, this the public, the players' public comments finally getting to Mark Davis? Like, what was what? Why so quick then to just quit on the whole thing? Because it wasn't just the head coach. This is the GM is gone, mm-hmm. the coach is gone. So, what was the final straw? That great that, question. That, I just yeah. got off the phone with the owner. The final straw was he didn't see this getting turned around after Chicago and Detroit. Chicago and Detroit. The Chicago and Detroit was an embarrassment to the Raiders. Losing to a Division II quarterback, which would have put the Raiders at four and three, going into Monday night football and having no offense at all. Mark looked at it, said it wasn't fixable. He wanted to go in a different direction quickly. And Mark admitted to me, and he's admitting to everyone, that it didn't work. He owns it, he's accountable for it, and he's going to fix it. And I'm telling you guys, take it from me. I'm there. I host the pre and post, I'm at every game. It, this would have got ugly, ugly this Sunday at Allegiant Stadium for the coach. And I, this is not a favor. The coach is going to make a lot of money to go away here, more money than you could imagine. But this was – it had nothing – Mark Mark's not – Mark cares about the fans a lot, but Mark didn't get rid of the coach and GM because the fans were starting to chirp. He got rid of the coach because he met with the players. He's on top of the team. He owns the team. He knows everything like his dad, what's going on at the meetings, at the practices, and the walkthroughs. And he said, I gave you guys enough time. It didn't work. Let's part as friends and move on. JT the Brick is here. I'm just resetting for everybody, Brown, who's listening on radio, because everybody who's watching can see. JT the Brick is here. He is the voice of the Raider Nation. Browner, take it over. So the the reputation about him from the outside, because obviously we're not there as much as you, so we're not seeing Mm -hmm. it firsthand, that – he just couldn't get along with people. What, Josh McDaniels it, or, or Josh or, McDaniels? Yeah. So it, the outside perception is that Josh McDaniels, at two different stops, couldn't figure out how to get along with people. Uh, it, it, what? How close is that to the truth? Uh, I don't think it's anywhere near the truth. He, what he is, is he's a hardcore football coach. He, I want to say he's a control freak because I'm not in the team meetings. But being the only one who interviews him every week, and he's a servant on football. He really is. I mean, he's got a whole legacy and a chapter in his life. He failed at this one. He'll come out and talk about his opinion on why he failed. But he knows a lot of football, and there wasn't discord in the locker room. I think what was happening well, it had nothing to do with him not getting along with players. I think what happened, Browner, at the end was the players lost hope in his system. That was it. They didn't dislike him. He didn't confront him. There wasn't screaming. None of that. This guy's a pro's pro. I mean, a pro's pro. He grew up a coach, a coach's son. He knows how to coach. It just went awry. He's an offensive play caller. The only offensive mind that's won six Super Bowls dating back to leather helmets, knowing offense and everything he did there. And what he did when he came to the Raiders, he tried to do it his way with a lot of control. With his guys, he got rid of Derek Carr. That was his decision. Went with Jimmy Garoppolo. 
And unfortunately, guys, Jimmy played really poorly. I didn't see this coming. I mean, I got to own some of this too. I've been on with Cap all year on your other platform. I thought Garoppolo would come in, be better than Carr in the red zone at least, maybe be a wash, but be better than Carr making decisions in the red zone. And Jimmy's playing so poorly, it's really unfortunate because if he played great or at his level, which is usually above average, the Raiders probably be five and three sitting here instead of three and five. And Josh McDaniels would still be the coach. Dave Ziegler would still be the GM. And they probably would have kept their jobs because at a minimum, they would have won eight or nine or 10 games. But because of the last two weeks in Chicago and on Monday night football in Detroit, the offense is broken. And the leader of the offense is Josh McDaniels. You can't go from being an offensive coordinator, head coach to the worst offense, arguably in football. That's why he was relieved of his duties. So JT, we got about two minutes to go. I'm mm-hmm. just curious because I think Mark Davis is going to have to think about this now. He's going to think yep. about who's going to be my head coach, who's going to be my general manager, who will eventually be our offensive coordinator. He'll have to think about all these things. But won't he also have to think about what am I going to do about Garoppolo now? Mm-hmm. Because he's still owed a lot of money and he's not the future quarterback of this team. You know, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate that this didn't happen a couple of days ago. They might have been yeah. able to trade him to Minnesota. Well, that was another big thing, Cap. Uh Mark Davis was not happy about what what could have happened at the trade deadline. That's pretty exclusive. What it, what didn't happen at the trade deadline and what the Raiders were doing. Look at the time the trade deadline ended on your watch and look at when the GM and the head coach were relieved. That's a really big clue. That's all I'll say and insinuate about what happened on the timeline as you asked me that. It had a lot to do with it. But look, Jimmy Garoppolo... I still believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, I'll go against the decision here lightly, and I just have an opinion. I still think the Raiders can win with Jimmy Garoppolo, but if they go with Aiden O'Connell, which it looks like they will this week, they're going to be in the market for another quarterback. Mark Davis can afford another quarterback. There's so much money coming here, but Mark wants to be smart with the money, and they want to make a better decision. Mark Davis didn't make the decision on Jimmy Garoppolo. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels did, and Mark did what he does. He stepped back and says, this is your decision. Go with it. And then he did. And it looks like that decision was a bad one. But there's a lot of football left here. And if the Raiders, their next two games, can beat the Giants and the Jets, which I think they will, with a shot of adrenaline with Antonio Pierce, they're 5-5. Five and five. They still got their bye week coming up late. They still got Indy with Gardner Minshew. They still got Denver at home, the Chargers at home, Minnesota without Kirk Cousins. There's a little bit of a light here for the Raiders if they wake up and get that offense going this Sunday. Yeah. They're still wow. favored this week. We, we we brought that up earlier. They're still favored to beat the Giants this week, despite everything. An amazing story. I mean, just totally shocking last night when I got this text, or not text, but like, you know, got the alert. Oh, especially for phone. you, because you're out like, you act like a 14-year-old on Halloween. You're dressed up. You're, <laughs> you're trick-or-treating. You're going to bars. You're the king. You're the king of San Diego. So I, I know it must have interrupted your social life, even though it was a school night. It's so funny you say that, because Browner said to me, hey, I'm going to give you some a hard time. I tend to think I know what he's going to give me a hard time about. But uh, yeah, last night I was actually playing L.A. Cap. And I was wearing my costume and I went to a, a bar and I was like, why am I doing this? I know. And then all of a sudden the alert came and I'm like, I got to get back to a hotel. I got to get back to where I go. Uh, JT, thank you for the Thanks, information. Guys. Thank you for getting off the call with Mark Davis and onto the call with us. And we will talk to you again real soon. Always a pleasure, guys. Love your work. Thanks for having me. Thank you, man. Love you, brother. All right. There he is. JT the Brick. He is the voice of the Raider Nation. And dude, um, that was pretty cool to get off the phone with Mark Davis and be able to give us. And I love the clue. Think about the timeline. 
Mm-hmm. They probably tried to trade Garoppolo. I couldn't do it. Or trade for a different quarter. Maybe I mean, the let's team, just well, the, a, a team that was three and whatever. Like they probably tried to, they probably wanted to add pieces. Probably wanted to like bring some pieces in to help, and they and, did nothing. And, and they look at Chicago getting help on the defense, and San Francisco getting help on the defense, mm-hmm. and they didn't do anything. All right, stick around. Browner says he's got to bust my chops, and Gary Cooper stopping by. Hang with us. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. What an afternoon it has been here on Kaplan and Crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com will be there on Sunday. So if you want to hang out and watch football, that's where we're going to be. We're going to be where we at. And I'll be honest with you, on Sunday, the afternoon games, the 1 o'clock games, um, Colts, Panthers, Giants, Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, not that interesting. However, coming off the conversation with JT the Brick and knowing that the Raiders are still favored over the Giants, I guess that gives me a little bit more interest in that game. Um, so hang with us. Gary Cooper is going to be here. We're going to talk about San Diego state football with Gary Cooper. And you're thinking to yourself, why? Cause we're as disappointed and as done with San Diego state football as Gary Cooper is. And stay tuned. Oh, 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 that is a really? great tease right there. I'm, Cause sometimes boy, listen, yeah. when, you, when you throw that fishing line out there, you might get a fish. I don't know where he Stay was going tuned. with that. Oh, de- 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 there he is. There he is. Hey. I, I, lost, I lost the whole feed for a second. Here's where you, you froze at. Stay tuned. Stay tuned because Gary Cooper wants to give away his San Diego State Utah State tickets. There you go. On the air. There All right. All right. Uh, Gary's coming up in a few minutes. Browner, before we talked to JT the Brick previously, you said you had a, a bone to pick with me. Mm-hmm. I, I probably know where this is going. Oh, yeah? I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah, we'll yeah. find out. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you'll shock me. Maybe you'll surprise me. I hope I won't. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know who I gotta call a lawyer. Do I gotta come down to LA and swing on somebody, mm. Mm. Bruh, If Your I see, method. because you know, yeah, we know you like to throw hands. It's the easiest way to figure things out between people. <laughs> Two pieces and a biscuit. Pow pow. If we see another one of our ideas pop up on that show, bro, it's gonna be some smoke. It's gonna be some smoke, bro. It's gonna be. Cause I don't know, I don't know who who doing what. I don't know who leaking. I don't know who, you know. I get it. We popular, we pop it, we moving up the coast, but come on, fam. Come on, I think fam. The part, I think the part, and you know what? I'm not even gonna show the picture. Who, who not, the, yeah, yeah, don't know. Don't, yeah. don't give me no free content. Yeah. But I think he already advertised behind him the entire time he's doing our show. I think the Double part that, that actually pissed me off yesterday. Oh, I know I, exactly you guys, what you're going to say. I can you finish guys your sentence. Who's that our that HR I person? Get, I don't get pissed off. <laughs> we don't have I don't get HR pissed person. off at all. <laughs> you are, Browner. You're now the I HR am. guy. Yeah. <laughs> me. Human resources. Yeah, two-piece office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Right there but my the, dad. The, I know the, what you're going to say. Can I finish your sentence? I'll finish your sentence. Here's what's going to piss you off. Yesterday, we come on the air, Mm -hmm. and I start off by saying today's Halloween, and I'm kind of Halloweened out, you know, because I'm getting not what I got pissed off about, but keep going. Great, then no, no, then great, then I then I'm I'm wrong. So go ahead. I didn't get mad that you dressed up when you said you're Halloweened out and you acted like a Karen on this show, and then you were in full costume on that show. That's not what pissed me off. Whatever, you got to do two different things. What pissed me off Mm -hmm. 
was the audacity of that show mm-hmm. and your coworkers over there mm-hmm. to accuse us of stealing stuff from them when both neither me or Browner ever listened to that show. And then they, the, I don't even, I, I almost cussed. I'll say audacity again. The audacity of them to accuse us of stealing bits on that show and then throw tantrums about it and then try to diminish what we do. Bruh. And then they've been doing it nonstop ever since. Since day one. Man, dude, F them, F that show, F everything about that, dude. That what pissed about me, me off F so me much. Too? F me? A little bit. But yeah, like the, yeah, that pissed me off so much yesterday, dude. I even told Mar about it in the car. I was like, you know what, man? I think I got to talk to Scott on the side. But then I was like, no, I got to talk to Scott on air about it because that's just yeah. BS, bro. That's BS. I hope you ha- like I said, I've never listened to that show mm-hmm. uh, because I don't want to I don't want to steal anything from any sports show. Nonetheless, right. something that you are on. Mm-hmm. So I hope you defended us a little bit. Defended because- you how? I mean, what what's to defend? I mean, you know that you're stealing. Yeah. Wait, well, hold on. Hold on. I'm stealing? No, no, no. Like, they know. They got to know. They don't. They didn't. They they had no freaking clue what an island boy is. No. Nah, here's, what happened. Here, here's, here's what happened. Here's what happened. I brought yeah. island boy to the show. 100%. 100%. I brought so the clip. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. So here's what happened. So uh, probably like a year and a half ago. I found out what the Island boys were. I had no idea what the Island boys were, but then there was somebody in the Padres fan base that hired the Island boys to do a, um, like a, a what is a that? Cameo. that? A cameo to do a cameo when the Padres won a game. And so mm-hmm. once I saw the Island boys and it was like the Island boys, Island yeah. boys, the Padres won. Yeah. Yeah. The Padres won. And by the way, if your producers actually knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. they would have ne- never let you dress up like that because of what those two dudes oh, are doing now. Of course, of course, right? <laughs> so so I heard about the Island Boys. I obsessed on the Island Boys forever. Yeah. Island Boys. My daughter was like, stop saying that. I mean, I couldn't stop saying it. Island I Boys. I couldn't stop. <laughs> I had and to we, stop playing it because you and couldn't we, stop. And <laughs> we did the Island Boys bit on the show for weeks. Yes. You know, for weeks. So then I mentioned the Island Buys up in at the LA radio show, and then nobody has any clue yeah, what the Island which Buys. Which is were. natural, by the way, for you to, you know, the sports community talks about the same thing. Right. Like, so whatever. Of course. It's natural. Right. I'm, I got I got two different things going on. Yeah. One is a podcast that's a business, and one that's a radio show that's a job. So so I bring up the Island Buys. Everybody finds out what the Island Buys are. Everybody loses their mind about it. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know yesterday's halloween and yeah i was halloweened out i didn't do anything uh on the show but when i got to la it was like oh dude we're gonna be the island buys today for halloween Mm -hmm. and it's like really what's that mean i got a wig for you i got tattoos for you i got um i got the t-shirt for you and so the next thing you know i'm gonna get into the spirit of it and do the island buys and the funniest part about it all is is i get done with the show yesterday i'm walking across the street to the hotel and this guy on the street goes, oh, my God, you're the Island Boys. I'm like, no, 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 we're not the Island Boys. We're dressed up for Halloween like the Island Boys. Because this guy wanted his wife to take a picture with us. He goes, no, the Island Boys. I'm like, we don't look like the Island Boys. We're just in a no. Halloween costume. We're then, not making out. For some reason, for some reason, I decide to still keep this stuff on. We go out to eat something for dinner. We're still in these Island Boys costumes. This guy comes and sits down at the next table, young guy. And he goes, the Island Boys. All right, cool. I like. I couldn't believe how many people actually knew. The Island Boys. So, Browner, I accept your uh, your beatdown. 
Fam, what they got to do with them stealing our bits? <laughs> I don't know. You can deal with them. You you come up and throw the two piece in the biscuit. Nah. Hey. I mean, hey, listen, you're still mad at Sedano because he didn't get you the check mark on Twitter. Now, and all due fairness to Sedano, I owe him a bottle or something. But yeah, he did lie. He yeah. just lied. That's all right. Mm-hmm. It's all right, man. It's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I knew this would create problems for me here. I also know it'll create problems for me later on. I'm just a guy caught in the middle. That's all. That's all I am. It's been my just whole tell, life. Just tell him to have a little respect for us. That's all. Yeah. Man, that's, it. that's a, all we're asking for. Give us a shout out. Give us a courtesy. Producer, give, producer give us credit. Yeah. Producer yeah. credit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, run run the credits and put our name on there, you know? Right, so, on. Yeah. right on. All right, listen, um, let me do this because I wanted to talk some San Diego State football because Brady Hoke's getting kind of beaten up now, and I can see Gary Cooper standing by, so let's do that with Gary. All right, our man Gary Cooper from Mountain Trust Realty is standing by. This is actually great. I'm glad Gary's here for a variety of reasons because, listen, given this whole Raiders story today and then Padres looking for a manager, I don't know that I was going to really get to San Diego State football today. But if you're watching, man, underneath, I got Grande and I got Gary Cooper, two of the biggest San Diego State football supporters. <laughs> but this season has gone so bad, man. This season has fallen apart to the point where, Gary, we'll actually play it for you. Like Brady Hoke, uh, you know, kind of having to deal with the the questions about the way the fan base is criticizing him. What, what do you make of what has happened here, this disaster of a San Diego State football season? Well, in my perspective as purely a fan that has season tickets, it's such a disappointment. I understand there's a lot of competition with the NIL and and all these things that goes on, but Dutcher's able to make it happen with the Aztec basketball program. But at the same time, I do think we're in need for a coaching change. I haven't seen the same offense. It doesn't matter who's running. It's the same offense. It's so predictable. And it's boring. But aside from boring, I can handle boring if you're winning. I mean, we used to run that ball with Penny, and we had some great running backs, and we've had some great teams. But it's just it's just not entertaining whatsoever. But I'll mm-hmm. take non-entertaining. Oh, there we go. Yeah. The way that we've we lost go. these last couple of games, it's just been – it's just – I don't want to go. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give out my office number right now. Because I have two tickets. I'm not going this Saturday. Wow. So first caller to call me, I'll give you my two tickets. So my office number is 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299. You call me, you get my tickets. I have a question. What? Is it, can I have your tickets? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to go either. Better call, pal. I don't want to go either. No, I think, <laughs> and I want Gary to hear this. Gary and his internet. I think. I think Gary will get calls, but no one will want those tickets. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to get an earful go, what kind of fan are you? I tell you what, I was born and raised in Aztec. I've been going to the game since Don Coriol was head coach. I've seen it all. Yeah, they are taking on. I'm calling Gary's office to see if I can get the tickets. Oh, look. Mount Trust, Mount Trust How This is Scott. I was listening to Kaplan and crew, and you said that if you uh, called your office, you'd give me your two tickets. I'm calling. All right. I get, okay, you got my tickets. I'll get, I'll get your email and I'll forward them to you. All right, you see everybody? It works. Have fun watching uh, Utah State and san diego state battling it out who will improve to four and five and who will drop to three and six 
Can you uh, play Hoke for Gary as he comes back in? He, uh, play for Gary if you could, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady Hoke yesterday at the press conference where, like, everybody's kind of yeah. giving him a well, hard Hacksaw's time. Ask, Hacksaw's the one pressing him now. So, Hey, Brady Hoke, yeah. what's your uh, deal, man? <laughs> was that loss to Nevada rock bottom? This is what the, Owen, the loss to Owen Tin, Nevada Las Vegas, and, and Ted, and Chuck Long was 76 or 73 to 6 at TCU. This thing against Nevada, is this rock bottom? I wouldn't say that. I don't know all the history. I know that uh, there's been uh, some losses that none of us have liked to take, and we're all trying not to lose. Does success almost breed less patience from the fan base? Well, you know the answer to that. It always does. I mean, certainly. And it's also an expectation that we have. And believe me, we're pissed off. I mean, John, we're, we're pissed off. I'll promise you that. That's and good. we should be. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we should be. Who's John? Is he talking to J.D. Wicker? No. Isn't there, a, isn't there a sports guy named John? I don't know. Sports guy. Oh, John Howard, maybe? I think so. Oh. That was not J.D.'s voice. In okay, because let me tell you something, man. That would be so awkward if it was J.D., though. Like, let, me t- <laughs> let me tell you something. Um, hey, I promise. Hacksaw asking him that question and Brady, like knowing that it's a serious topic, but like smiling because he can't not laugh at Hacksaw. And, and like, why is he got that such a weak thing going, Hacksaw? Hey, Brady, is it such a, is this rock bottom? Hey, Saw, what happened, man? What happened to the Canadian Rockies? What happened to the booming voice, bro? Wow. Weak and meek sounding, yeah. Saw. But, at least I think Gary, I think that, listen, I don't know how many, I've never been to a Brady Hoke press conference at, uh, at San Diego State, but I'm sure all three dudes, four dudes that are there interviewing him, I think yeah. the question, the questions are now going to be like question. that all year long. Question. Like, oh, no doubt it. Because I don't really care about a Utah State scouting report. Yeah, right. You and know? how about this? I don't Just... really care about whatever other game is on the schedule to be honest with you at right this point. but, but here, you know what our hope was though? our hope was was that ryan lindley who we all love from his days of playing at san diego state to his days of being an underdog in the nfl to coming back to being the offensive coordinator we all wanted ryan lindley to succeed true and and there's even there's a ton of criticism towards ryan lindley go ahead alex put it up on the screen uh ryan lindley's quotes go ahead and, and read it for everybody who's listening well, it was like uh, parents of, of players are now just basically posting stuff online about just how terrible this offense is. And he mm-hmm. replied with some of that stuff is directed towards us as coaches. I'm a grown ass man. You can tell me whatever you want on Twitter. It isn't going to hurt my feelings. I've heard a lot worse from a lot better people. If you're going to support the program and that's what comes with it. I've known that at this point, it's entertainment. It's dang near professional sports. I'm good with that. I've got no issues. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to tell you guys, though, there's one little rumor. It's just a rumor. Okay. But there's a little rumor that there are some local San Diego kids who have big time scholarships who are contemplating um, changing their commitment and staying home. I, I've just heard this rumor. I can't confirm it. I'm not going to say the Carlsbad names. quarterback. I'm not going to say names. If it's the Carlsbad quarterback, I'm interested. Everybody else, I don't really care. All right. Well, I'm not saying anything. All right, Garrett. It, it's would, pretty- it would be nice to have our local recruits stay home and build our local program yeah but i tell you what we're in such a turmoil because of the fact that the the pack two has dissolved we don't know where we're going to go with that 
a lot of some of the some of the commitments left once they found out we're not going to be in the pack two, 12, 10, whatever it's going to be. Look, I get it. It's just a bad, bad timing. And to be losing right now is a bad time for San Diego State. I feel right. bad. I, I feel bad for Hokey. Lindley, I love that guy. But he's running the same office that's been failing. I know. I know. And it's and probably because that's what the head coach told him to do. Our quarterback, man, what was that about? Fumbling it. I, I know. It's just hard. And I feel bad. But I do love my Aztecs. I will support you. I just can't get my butt in the seat right now and watch it. And I even told myself last week, I go, I kid you not, this is the true story. I said, this is the setup game that they're going to lose. This is the one they're going to lose. I remember in 1996, I was sitting in a bar with my brother, George, and we watched the Aztecs lose to 0-10 or 0-whatever it was, Las Vegas, the UNLV. And they had the uh, they had the Redcoats there or whatever to present them their their uh, – their bid to go to the holiday bowl and they lost. Mm. So that was a disaster. <laughs> and it, and then, and that's what it reminded me of before they even wrote about it in the newspaper. I go, yeah. I remember that. And I go, yeah. this is that up game. And then I have to lose last week. I can't sit there. What a mess. Gary Cooper. Um, he's offering his San Diego state, Utah state tickets. So if you've not been to Snapdragon, anybody, or if you're, or if you're a Utah state fan, you might want to go eight, five, eight, three, seven, six, 1299. The first person that calls him and asks him, um, they're your tickets. All right, Gary, listen, we don't have a lot of time. Okay. I'll but I am it. curious. I'm curious what's on your mind because, I mean, the real estate market right now is just so strange. You know, It is. And I tell you what, everybody's trying to scramble in our industry. People are leaving the industry in grows right now because there's just no business. So now the new thing is, okay, let's advertise the home equity line of credit, the home equity line of credit, because with the home equity line of credit, uh, you can preserve your low fixed rate and get out equity to pay off debts and do all this stuff. It's all positive, right? Okay. Well, mostly it is. You can take out a home equity line of credit and they're fast. You can do them in five days. You know why? Because it's all AI. It's all automated. I can send you the link. You can apply. It will pull the comps in your area. It will do the value. You don't have to pay for appraisal and it's quick money and you can pay off debt. Those are all positives. What you, if you don't ask, Nobody will tell you, but here's my disclaimer. Check with your CPA, but people still think home equity lines of credit are still tax deductible and they're not. If you use it for debt consolidation, all you're doing is you're taking all that debt and putting it into a bigger debt. It's a revolving account. It accumulates interest on its average daily balance. If you make that interest only payment, which is so attractive, look how low your payment is. Your mortgage balance is actually going to go up a little bit each and every month. So and it's an adjustable. So as the rates continue to go up, if they do, because it's tied to prime, so will your home equity line of credit. When they when they start to come down, they will come down as well. The other part that people don't realize is that if you do use it, to my understanding, again, check with your CPA, if you use it all for home improvement and you keep your receipts and the IRS audits that and you have your receipts, then it may be tax deductible. But there's limits to, you know, how much is tax deductible? Again, check with your CPA. But nobody tells you this. All the positives, yeah, you can use it for this, you can use it for that. But I call it lipstick on a pig when it's an interest-only payment and it's an adjustable. And quite honestly, there's other options as well, not just a home equity line of credit. So if you have thoughts about it, I'll, I, I usually will talk you out of it. But if it's the right situation, I'll gladly do it for you. But I'm going to educate you on all the aspects of a home equity line of credit and what your other options are. Just 
I know it's all glim and glitter, but that's what everybody's dying for right now. Somebody's somebody's got to stay in business. So let's throw out the home equity lines of credit and paint it into this beautiful picture. But there's some pitfalls with them, and that's what I'll I'll definitely disclose to you before you move forward. All right, Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. That phone number does two things for you. One, it gets you two tickets to San Diego State versus Utah State. So the first <laughs> caller that calls, Gary's going to give you his two tickets to the game. He'll email them to you. And then secondly, 858-376-1299 is the number to call if you want to have this conversation about a home equity line of credit um, or about buying a house or selling a house, any real estate transactions. That's our go-to guy. Gary, we'll talk to you soon, man. We appreciate I say, you. Real quick, hey, thanks, appreciate I want what? to say thanks to Gary. We just celebrated two years in this place. Hey, hey, I'm ready to sell this thing now. Let's yeah. get out of here. Hey, and you know what? <laughs> Your lovely wife, Mariana, referred me her friend Miriam, who is moving to Washington. I already got her set up with. I already got her set up with a realtor that will meet them this Saturday, and show them all the properties they want to see. I got their financing already in place in Washington. So thank you and your lovely wife for the referral. It really means a lot to me. Amazing. Always. Absolutely amazing. Incredible. Uh, 858-376-1299. Gary Cooper, thank you. Everybody who's listening, everybody who's watching, stay right where you are. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, everybody, time to get uncensored around here. I hope I make it through the uncensored portion of the podcast. I'll tell you why. Um, throughout the show, I've been drinking this Athletic Greens. Usually, I just drink it down, man. I just guzzle it, you know? But I've been drinking it kind of slowly. Um, and I, I have the hotel water bottle, which I was really psyched today when I uh, when I was up early this morning. I was having some, like, Zoom calls. And um, I'm in this hotel room at this hotel called the East Central, which is right across the street from L.A. Live. And every room has a painting of like a famous person. Like I've stayed in the Madonna room. I've stayed in the like um, I want to say like uh, Steven Tyler Aerosmith room. Last night I stayed in the Kobe Bryant room. Nice. And I was like, you know what? I'm taking it to the next level today with Mamba mentality. Anyway, mm -hmm. I poured my athletic greens into this bottle and I've been sucking on it the whole time. And dude. You know what athletic greens can do for you. That's right. And I'm holding on. I'm just hanging mm. on, dude. I'm, I am just hanging on. Turtling right now? Big time. I'm just oh, hanging yes. on that this stuff has just gone through me. So um, if I make it well, all can, the way, yeah. good for us. If I well, don't, We can talk about this longer tomorrow because I think we will. Okay. Uh, we haven't Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Get your subscription, by the way. Because this we stuff We haven't talked about healthy. it at all. This USD... Uh, hazing story. Oh, bro. Uh, so we haven't talked about it, and we're not going to talk about it in depth right now, but this is breaking news from Brett McMurphy, who you guys okay. didn't know, but is the Adam Schefter of college football. Oh, really? Uh, San Diego AD Bill McGillis has now resigned. Yeah, he's got to. Unfortunately for Bill, he's got to, because if you haven't heard about this USD um, football hazing story, the long story goes like this. There was this kid, I'm trying to remember his name, he's a quarterback, and he comes to the University of San Diego. He actually Perez. What's his name? AJ Perez. Yes. And he's from like Newport or somewhere in Orange County. I don't remember exactly where. And the kid transferred um, to USD. I don't remember where yes. he transferred from. He transferred from another college. Utah whatever. Tech. Utah Tech. Okay. So the kid is coming back to Southern California and he's going to, he's going to transfer to University of San Diego and he gets to USD and he's a new player. He's not a freshman, but he's a new player and they're going to quote unquote haze the freshman. But he's part of all of this because, you know, he's a new guy and they're like, 
they send a text, the veteran players, and they're like, hey, everybody show up, be at this thing at this time, whatever. They get there. And the next thing you know, they're like, all right, everybody take off all your clothes. And they're like, wait, what? Like, hey, dude, like we get done with practice and we all jump in the shower. That's kind of that's the deal. But you as veteran upperclassmen players telling me as a freshman or as a young guy who just transferred, take off all my clothes. Bro, I don't want to do that. But you see, the thing is, is that when you're on a football team, you feel that pressure. Like, well, I mean, everybody else is taking off their clothes. I guess I should take off my clothes. What's the problem? We all shower together. I mean, you you just get caught up in that moment of, well, I want to be part of the team. Um, I guess this is what they do here. And according to the stories, and this is, I've just read about this stuff. According to the stories, this has been going on for a long time. Yeah, I don't remember the coach's name at USD, but apparently he himself was a player at USD at one time. Brandon Moore. Yeah, I don't remember. And, and, I, and I, according to the stories I've read, he knows about it. This has been going on for a long time. It's very weird. Very, it sounds very like weird. what no one no one has like been allowed happened. to talk all wait wait long. wait hold on stop so i missed you guys wait what did you say alex i was just saying no one has talked to the media on the football team normally like you know but there's been a bunch of suspensions right suspensions but like i'm saying like no one's been talking to the media until mm -hmm. uh last week where the coach had to publicly say something finally because this allegation went to a lawsuit so yeah no one's talked about it publicly but now What'd it's all say, coming bro? out sorry man we cut you off this sounds exactly like what happened at Northwestern. Mm -hmm. This sounds exactly like what happened at Northwestern. And again, I got to ask the same question. Mm -hmm. Why it always got to be somebody getting naked? Yeah, why? I don't why has it got to be something weird sexual? And it's I'm not always, saying the guys are having like, you know, like, like, un, uh, like unwanted sexual advances and touching. I don't really know what's going on here. Yeah. But it really, really sounds um, like put it this way. If my son, 19 or 20 years old, goes to a school and this is the way they hazed him and I found out about it, if I found it, because my son has never told me like, hey, man, gosh, they had this weird hazing thing and I had to take my clothes off and run 100 yards down the field. If 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 my son told me what this young guy is reporting happened to him, um, I'd be pretty freaking pissed and I'd want to pull my kid out of the school. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, and I, I think the biggest, I mean, obviously not the biggest, but the part of Perez's uh, lawsuit is that he blatantly says coaches knew what was happening because it was being done in front of the rookie show. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was just in the locker rooms hidden. It, it, this was like happening in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And by the way, hey, you're USD. The guys aren't on scholarship, number one. Number two, it's a brainiac kind of a school. It may not be Yale or Harvard or Stanford, okay, but it is a it is a smart kids kind of school, okay. Right. Um, it's a Catholic it, private it's school. It's a Catholic <laughs> private school, right? Exactly. Yeah. You're a Catholic <laughs> private smart kid non scholarship football school, yeah. bro. You got everybody getting naked. What the hell's wrong with you guys? You know, yeah. like what is wrong? And and poor Bill McGill. I say poor Bill McGill. Here's the thing. Bill McGill has been the athletic director there for a long time. You know, um, I've known Seven Bill for years. years. Um, I'm not like friends with the guy, but we've done things at USD. We did batting practices and we've, I, I've been to plenty of baseball games and football games. And I, I, I know Bill a little bit. Somebody got to take the fall. Man, listen, I met him. He, he was always awesome to me. I got no beef with him, but this is when you try to go along with what has gone on before you got there. And now it cost you your job. 
And now that's on your neck. That's hung around. If they've been doing this for a while, you knew about it when you got there. You didn't stop it immediately. Or you heard about it at some point while you were there and you didn't stop it immediately. The old boys will be boys tagline now cost yeah. you your job. Well, but doesn't it? It's got to cost everybody their jobs. I mean, listen, the football yeah, how's coach, the coach still fired? there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I wonder if, and listen, we don't know anything. I don't know, Bill, but I, I don't know anything. But I just wonder if this is more of a, let me get out of here before this gets yeah, really bad. Yeah, you see, because here's the thing. Like, he probably did turn a blind eye. I mean, at some point. Probably. Right? But there for seven, eight years. But you want to know something, the embarrassing part? Let me tell you this. Like, I, I know a young man who plays at USD because he played high school ball where my kids go to school. And the kid, I want to say, started his college career at Wyoming, and he transferred home to USD. And I talked to the mom recently. I'm like, hey, how's he doing? He's like, oh, my God, he's doing great. He loves USD. He's so happy to be closer to home, and he's so happy to be playing at this level of football because he can play there. And, you know, we're excited. And I'm telling you, she could not stop raving about her son's experience thus far at USD. Now, Good for him. Right. Now, maybe he's not telling mom, or maybe he wasn't uncomfortable, or maybe he's part of the go-with-it kind of crowd, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Let's say you graduate from USD. And then you go out into the community and you're like, I'm trying to find a job. And on your resume, you're like, I was a USD football player. Oh. And and somebody who who knows the story, not everybody will. Mm-hmm. Really, you were USD football player. Yeah. You uh you part of this whole thing, you get naked with these guys or what? Like, <laughs> my point is, is that like instead of bragging, hey, I was a college football player, you know, I made it all the way through. There's listen, if you are a college athlete and you actually get from freshman year through senior year and you play sports the entire time, whether you're going pro or you're not, that tells an employer a lot about who you are and what you can handle. It ain't easy being a college athlete. I don't care if it's D one or D three. It is not easy to make it all the way through. Most kids quit along the way. Dude, At the same time, San Diego state, I read about this like a month ago. It's not sports related, but like they suspended like a ton of fraternities for hazing weird shit over there too. Yeah. It's just God, like, it's so fucked. It's so weird, making man. People get naked, man. <laughs> yeah. Cut that naked shit out. Like, right. if you want to have somebody like run fast or eat some hot Cheetos or something or whatever, man, stop making people take their clothes off. Right. That's the part that makes it weird to me. Yeah. Like kids, guys can get together and guys can do really dumb stuff. Right. But the whole naked part, man, right. keep your clothes on. Right. It's not homophobia, just by the way. It's not a homophobic thing. It's just more like, but dude. We're football using, players. Why yeah. the hell do I need to get naked for a hazing? You're using your power over them yeah. to get them to take their clothes off. Like, that's weird yeah. under any context. Yeah. and I mean, dude, and then, like, you see it in the NFL. They do it, too. And obviously not the whole naked thing doesn't get publicized. But, you know, every time you watch Hard Knocks, one of the biggest things is the rookie show. That, right. That, and that it's deal. like it's part – it's or that weird. dinner bill. Or that dinner bill. Yeah, but a rookie yeah. show, if you're telling me that a rookie show gets naked in front of the coaches, that's also some weird shit. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I think is being alleged, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I'll have the God, details tomorrow. I'm pretty sure true. he's alleging that the coach – I'm not saying that he's alleging the coaches were at the show, but he right. definitely alleges that they well, fucking knew what was happening. But that is what – those rookie shows are all for the, the whole – Coaching everybody, everybody in the auditorium. Yeah, I'd love to talk to this kid. God, I I know it sounds weird, but I'd love to talk to the kid and find out what the deal is. All right, well that'll do it then for today. We'll we'll end on a real high note like that. Hey, (laughs) hey Brown, (laughs) um, I got to make my prize picks, dude. I got to make my prize picks for this Clippers Lakers game. I'm gonna go. I'm definitely gonna bet. I say bet. I'm gonna place my wager, if you will, 
on the Austin Reeves thing. I think I'm gonna. I think tonight's Austin Reeves is night. I'll ask you a question too. Okay. Question: Does Bruce Bochy get ring number four tonight? Okay. So that's really interesting. We didn't talk about this. And by the way, the, the World Series, I mean, I know I knew this was going to happen. Um, it's being reported now. It's the lowest rated World Series, like really ever. Not surprising. But Bruce Bochy is on the verge of getting his, his fourth ring, um, which would be incredible. And just more, you know, solidifies it even deeper that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I couldn't help but watch last night and see Corey Seager. And I think to myself, the Dodgers lost to the Padres, then the Dodgers lost to the Diamondbacks. And not only are the Diamondbacks playing in the World Series, but Corey Seager was never properly replaced, meaning you tried with Trey Turner, but once Trey Turner left and went to Philadelphia, you you are now onto a third, fourth, fifth shortstop. You never replaced yeah. your frontline two shortstops that you had. And here's Corey Seager, who's probably going to be the World Series MVP. How about them losing, like, let's say Corey Seager is a Machado and they lost Adolis Garcia, like, he's out. Like, he heard his oblique, and Adolis Garcia is, like, 40 home runs, 100-some RBIs, and who fills in for him fucking last night? Travis Jankowski. Right. He gets two fucking hits, scores two runs, two yeah. RBIs. Right. You're like, what is and, happening? And, and, and Travis Jankowski, <laughs> you talk about an amazing career. I'm not saying he's going to the Hall of Fame or that I even paid attention to it, but think about how many years ago it was that he was supposed to be, like, the star center fielder of the Padres. He's young, yeah. he's fast, he can cover the ground, etc. And he so played fast. for the Padres for a period of time, and now he finds himself playing for Bruce Bochy and Chris Young and Nick Hundley and Will Venable and playing for the Texas Rangers and being one game away from winning a World Series. Crazy. Way to go, Nick. Crazy, man. We got to text Nick. I know. As soon as they win, we'll text him. Yeah, All right. if they win. Yeah. All right, listen, we got to go. Much love. Appreciate y'all. Back tomorrow. Peace out.